There we go. What'd you do? Man, that's stupid ass mic. He doesn't tell you if it's muted or not. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> Say it again. I only had it for five fucking years, and I still can never tell if it's muted or not. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, user user error. You know what I'm saying? I hear those things take six years to figure out. Oh, well, if we make yeah. it through next year, I might figure it out. If <laughs> you planning on leaving me, dog? No, I'm just saying 2021. Listen, man, the dyslexic mind. You know, we I don't know. See. I don't know how true it is. I didn't read the article. It's something uh, one of my buddies from North posted, but it was like, it was like some church shit, like uh, where this blood was supposed to like liquefy. Well, what was supposed to liquefy? Some blood. Okay. <laughs> and it didn't liquefy. It was like some church shit. <laughs> so it was like a bad omen. <laughs> uh, well, you heard that like I'm supposed to get mad superpowers here next week. Dude, I, I think I, I I read a little bit on that. I, I'm <laughs> <towards> this. <laughs> Knock my headphones off. Are you Are you excited? I don't know, man. Well, I heard it was only black people, so I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for you. <laughs> Support, allyship. <laughs> I mean, like, I might not have the powers, but I can like ask you, like, yo, I need some help. Bet, yeah, listen, you might, listen, you in there, you my guy, we're friends in real life. Like, have they gave you a rundown of, like, what these powers are supposed to be? I don't know. See, I don't know if it's, like, I get to pick one. I don't know if it's just something that's going to unlock within me. I don't know if the gods is going to be like, yo, you get x-ray vision. You can fly. You, you're invisible. I don't know how this goes. Like, I don't know what would be the coolest one. I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Like, I didn't think about the one that I would want. I just knew. I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to get magical powers, like, for real, for real. Like, yeah, I don't even know. That's that's a super tough one. Mm. I think, what what would I want? I'll, I don't want to read people's minds. I don't want x-ray vision, because that's creepy. I don't want to be invisible, because that's creepy. I don't really want to fly. I guess flying would be cool. I think I want to, like, I think I want to, like, affect people's minds. Like, if I could just do, 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 and make them, like, think things and, and like, know things about life. Or just make yeah. them think what I want them to think. See, but that's still kind of, like, mind-reading. No, no, no. It's, like, it's, it's, yeah, mind, it's mind-writing. Well, that's mind-control. It's mind-control <laughs> over Debo. <laughs> we'll, de- we'll definitely salute Debo here soon. Rest in peace to the legend. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, man, I think th- I'm quick with the memes on for your old Debo, dude. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Nobody is safe on, on the internet nowadays. Real quick, man. Well, hell yeah, we get right into it, man. Salute and rest in peace to uh, Tiny Lister, uh, yeah. aka Debo. He was, uh, tell you how deep my, how, how long I've been a fan. I first saw Friday and I was like, ooh, Zeus is in this? Fucking, my man had Florida man pressed, had me scared with the big Z in his head, one eye facing north, the other one facing south by southwest. (laughs) Always. Dookie. (laughs) He wasn't even in that scene, but still. Um, Yeah, man. So, like... Yeah, so, like, yeah, Debo, which has become, like, a, a phrase in the culture, but, like, uh, 
I first knew him as Zeus when I was point six years old. You know, and uh the movie he was in with uh with, with Florida Man. Yeah, no holds barred. Yeah, yep, no yeah. holds barred. So um I asked you this because the, the the news had dropped right like the day we uh the day we dropped the last episode, so it, it just happened. Did you ever find <clears throat> did you ever find your Debo shirt? You still got it? You're not, not sure. Yeah. I don't even know. It might it might be like in the bottom of my closet. Like I don't think I'd throw something like that away. Word, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have to be stolen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> see, here's here's the thing. Well, for one, it wouldn't fit me. And for, so? and for and no no diss, I'm just saying. But for two, like I got a little smoke for that shirt, man. I'm a little I got a little a little zest for that shirt. Cause this is how much Debo is an institution in the world. You already know the story I'm about to tell. Yes. So me and Ren, me and Ren went to uh, WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans in 2014. So almost seven years ago. Uh, what April? Yeah, April of 2014. And he wore his Debo T-shirt. It's Debo in the front. It says "What bike?" <laughs> and I wore my sweater that had Bender from the Breakfast Club on it. And so we had like a little like we didn't put no stakes up, but just a little internal wager between the two of us, like who would recognize whose face would get more recognition, whose shirt, my Bender sweater or his Devo T-shirt. And Ren blew me out the water. <laughs> it was like every other fucking person, <laughs> Bruh, Like. I won. I I I would say that like I I won like the middle aged white mom category, but like only barely, <laughs> only barely. Like that was a tight race, but every other demographic, Ren smoked my fucking boots. <laughs> that was a good day. Yeah, it was a good day, man. It was a good day. Got me got me out of there, man. Twenty twenty, dude. We've lost so many people in twenty twenty. So many people in 2020. Um, the day before that, I believe, yeah, I think it was the day before that we we got news. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but uh, the act, the actress Natalie Desell Reed, who uh, I think I, yeah. you may have seen some of the news. Yeah, she uh, probably most. Well, I shouldn't even say most well known because she was in some some rather iconic movies. Man, 1996's Baps with uh, Halle Berry. She was one of the stepsisters in the uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein version of Brandy. Uh, uh, not of Brandy, but of Cinderella, starring Brandy. Um, what else? She was uh, she had a role in the the, the short lived TV show Eve, starring the rapper Eve. Um, definitely, definitely made her made you know made made a legacy, man. Um, rest easy. Yeah, man. Twenty twenty has been wild with the with the with the loss of life, man. A lot of people. A lot of people, man. And it's Chadwick Boseman. Um, um, John Thompson, I'm gonna forget something. Like the year started with Kobe Bryant, and that feels like that was such a long time ago. Considering just everything, you know what I mean. Um, it's been wild, man. It's been wild. Salute to those legends. Salute to those lives lost, and 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 the lives that, and the, and the names that I'm forgetting. No, no disrespect there. There, there are there are that many. There are that many. Um. But yeah, man, what's going on with you, player? Fucking freezing my ass off, man. It's cold yeah. as fuck down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Got my sweater on. I see you hoodied up. Black hoodie season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel you, but, man. No, nah, I've just been working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about, I'm about, I know my body really well, right? Like, I know my body really well. Yeah, I mean, listen, I shower with, I, I use shower gloves. I'm very intimate. Very intimate with myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm here to, I'm, listen, I'm glad to help you remember. I'm glad to, glad to refamiliarize. But I know my body really well. So, like, I would say that I'm like two days away from a scratchy throat, which is like two days away from a cold. Uh oh. So, I already popped my first emergency tab. I'm a my gym ain't got the sauna pop up pop up yet. That's how germs get spread too. But I'm gonna be taking the, the long hot showers here in the next couple of days. Um, I don't get sick. Like I don't I don't get sick. And if I do, it's like once a year for a day and a half. Um, but like 2020, it's like is everything fucking COVID? Like if I catch a cold, is it COVID? <laughs> yeah, we don't have we don't have colds anymore. We don't have flus anymore. We don't listen. We don't got none of that no more. The common cold is done for. The common cold went the way of the of the the one on one fight. <laughs> like, you get sick, it's just COVID, and the homies just stomping your ass out with the big tims on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was definitely one of the guys who like swore he had COVID like before it was a thing. Like when COVID became a thing, it was like nigga had that shit in, in January. <laughs> Yeah, and that shit in December. Um, yeah, I won't forget that. That shit. T- I had never been sick like that before. If if it was really COVID, which looking back, I think it was. It was like a week's worth of like common cold symptoms, and I thought I I thought I was done, but like I just kept every day. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm like I'm still clearing my throat. Like, I'm still clearing my throat <clears throat> all day, and then the second week came. And I'm in the bed with my bones hurting, my body's fucked up. <laughs> like I can, I'm at work. Like can't keep my head up. I look like Jinx after she ate the edibles. You see that video? <laughs> have you seen that video? Uh, I don't know if I have. It just dropped, man. Little little Jinx. It's this woman. <laughs> uh, she threw out all her edibles and like her little cute little Chihuahua. Uh, oh, I have. That you see that? Shit? Couldn't even hold his head. Jinx, Jinx was laid out, bro. I look like Jinx <laughs> with this fucking illness I had. I'm, try- oh, man, I'm trying to imagine that, and I'm fucking dying inside laughing. That's <laughs> <laughs> your hurt. At my pain, you know what I'm saying? That shit, listen, that shit was rough, rough, rough. And so now it's like, well, I beat it already. You know what I'm saying? You want round two? What's up? What's up? No. <laughs> no. no. Skip me. Uh-huh. Skip me, please. Skip me, please. Spare me. So, spare me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to fight that off now. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of laughing my pain, which makes me think of Kevin Hart, I um I gotta put I gotta put Mike Epps on the might not be funny list. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's a- He's close to the hometown, man. Listen, listen, Mike Epps, the same way as Kevin Hart, like they're funny guys, but like the standups, strags, kind of mids, kind of yeah. mids. I don't, I, I don't uh, know if I've ever watched the standups, dude. 
So to to catch everybody up, because part of this stems from well, part of it stems from episode ninety four, which will never be heard. But uh, I watched the Kevin Hart stand up like a week or two after we were like, no, actually, it was probably like three weeks. We got there early. It was like three weeks before. It was three weeks after we said Kevin Hart isn't really funny, and then he dropped the stand up, and Cash was like, "Yo, Kevin Hart isn't funny." So I'm like, okay, let me check and see. So I watched it. And the conclusion I came to is that, like, Kevin Hart is regular guy funny and, like, you know, like the coldest balls uh, little pieces. Those are kind of funny. But, like, the stand-ups are not hitting. And the thing is, he's kind of like, and I'm trying to give a quick synopsis. He's classed out of his original fan base. He's a rich suburban dad now. So, like, the way he tries to, like, be relatable, he just says fuck a lot. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He says fuck a lot. And like, and I'm realizing there was one part that made me laugh. Like I laughed out loud. He was talking about Walmart greeters. He made his little impression of the Walmart greeter. And I realized it was the most relatable part of the entire standup. But the difference between him and like a Dave Chappelle and a Chris Rock is that he just doesn't have the, the nuanced storytelling. He doesn't have the, the, the finesse approach to his comedy that makes even the unrelatable shit relatable or funny, right? So anyway, I figured, you know what? On Sunday, I didn't do shit. So like last few days, I ain't really been doing shit. So I've been, okay, let's dig into Netflix. And came uh, came across the Mike Epps stand-up, which I think dropped in 2019, called uh, Just One Mike. And I already was already kind of on the train. Like, listen, I don't know if Mike Epps is, is, is stand-up funny. Um, because I watched his last one. I forgot what it was called, but I was like, okay, this kind of is all over the place. Um, I've actually seen Mike Epps live. Yeah. I don't remember a damn thing from the stand up. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. I went with my homie who loves, who loves Mike Epps. Me, the homie, my sister, her home girl. We drove over. I don't remember anything from the stand up. And, I don't remember anything from the last stand-up. And I don't really remember anything from the stand-up that I watched a day and a half ago. (laughs) It's not good. He's got a very scattered style, man. Plays fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just him. I just, it just, it, it was like no flow to it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I figured I'd come out here and be a stand-up correspondent because, you know what, above all else, I'm a stand-up guy. You get it? You get it? You get it? I, I did. I'll try it again. I'll try it again later. Maybe. This is on. I know it's on. Let's see what it does. I'll try it again later. I'll try it again later. I'll try it again later. Um, But, yeah, it didn't really hit for me. It didn't really hit for me. So then I was like, you know what? Since I'm a stand-up guy, I'm going to go and see other stand-ups right and as you know i got the long time theory that like white comedians aren't funny did you go watch fucking dane cook <laughs> close i went and 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 tried to watch Patton oswald oh that little tiny fucker <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes um listen if i was a 50 year old white man i'd probably enjoy it more but i stopped after like 15 minutes damn yeah yeah, I don't, I don't really watch too much stand-up. Like, 
I'll check Dave's shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, we used to watch, like, fucking Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And those were all classics. Right. You know, the ones from the, from the 80s and shit like that. Those were fucking... Those were great. Yeah. But... Yeah, now it's... I don't know. Now it's only Dave for me. <laughs> I kind of feel you, man. And I wonder, like... <laughs> is there something wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, like, like, what what am I missing on the Mike Epps thing that people love this dude? And like, I didn't think Netflix special. Yeah, they put right. That shit on Netflix, like, who the fuck signed up for that? Listen, like, I didn't think snatch that snap that pussy back was that funny five years ago. See, I didn't even heard about that until you just told me. Yeah, like that was like a snap see? that pussy back. I didn't really think that was funny when that was a thing. And he did have one moment that I did laugh at, but then he 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 took that plane and threw that right into the ground with that joke. <laughs> so I don't know if it's me, if I got certain standards, or if I just I'm I don't know. Well, you, you watch a lot of stand up though. <sighs> yeah, a little bit. Probably yeah. probably more than anybody I know, honestly. So I mean, you know what. You know what you like, at least. And it's an entire art form. I mean, I can't... I, I'm, I'm definitely, like... I mean, I can't tell you the ins and outs the way a, a Dave or a Mike or a Chris could. But, like, there's a flow to things. I've done a couple stand-up sets back in college. Um, Ooh, I caught some hell for the last one I did. I did. I caught some hell. I got white-womaned. Oh, they white-womaned the shit out of me. What'd you do? I did a I did a set I did a set for a class one time and <laughs> I made this joke. I made a joke about my ex my ex lady who she was like my academic rival growing up. Right? Smartest girl in class. I'm a smart guy. Like we were just like this, just neck and neck, right? You remember accelerated reader? Yeah. Well, she's then, bro. I've known her that long. Yeah, God damn. So she blew me out the water with accelerated reader tests, right? And so, you know, we actually got together. Like she had moved away, and we ran into each other like in high school, and then we got together later on. You know, after that, and <laughs> I said, you know, I was like, you know, making joke about her being my, my, you know, being my rival, and I could never really, you know, I could never really get one over on her, right? And so I said, I mean, listen, you know the old saying, right? If you can't beat them, join them in bed, right? Yes, in bed. <laughs> yes. So I set it up that way. I was like, oh, I mean, if you can't beat them, and the crowd was like, join them in bed. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it got some laughs, but like, oh, I got white womaned. I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'm, all of a sudden, I'm this misogynist. I don't understand the power of words. One girl did like this retaliation performance. She used like oh, fucking shit. dramatic strobe lights and caution tape over her body to talk about how her body is. And I'm like, yo, bitch, congrats on the A. Where's my fruit basket? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck. Where's my thank you note? Ungrateful. Oh man, I mean that—that's one of the things that comes to stand up. Though there's always going to be one Bruh. dickhead out there that thinks it's like you're being like 
that you're actually up there talking shit. Bruh. You know what I mean? Bruh. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Like, I mean, you said you said it was in the class, though, right? That one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got Britney. They, they didn't buy no tickets to that. So. No, they just paid tuition for it. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what your education gets, bitch. <laughs> That's what them scholarships oh, earned you. Uh, you knew what the fuck, you knew, oh man, you, you knew. <laughs> Listen, I knew the zest of what I was saying, but I was using it, I mean, I'm making a bigger point there that like, she's better than me, and I love this girl yeah, for she it. she missed the point. And she missed the point, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm this fucking misogynist who doesn't respect women's bodies, ugh, I got, I got Britney'd out the ass. Oh That's my class. god. You fucking right, I did. You fucking right, I did. <laughs> Shit. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, man. Mm. But yeah, man, otherwise, I've been Netflixing up, man. Um, I watched this thing. <laughs> this is just all coming to mind. You know, like those, um, they're like, you know, the true crime murder documentaries. Yeah. There's this one. It's like it's like a satire spoof of them, and it's called American Vandal. Oh yeah! You watch that shit. One of the stupidest fucking shows ever. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. I'm waiting on number two to come out, dude. No, number two is out. Is the, it? The second season's out. I watched both seasons in the same night, bro. Okay. I watched both seasons. So to get the listeners to up to date, to get them up to date, is these two dudes who film this documentary. They're filmmakers in high school. They film this documentary, and it's like a spoof of like murder mysteries and shit. And like, but the thing is, what's so what's so decent about it, right? Once you realize that it's a fucking spoof, it's fucking hilarious, right? But then also, the later you get into the season, it's like, yo, who the fuck did this shit? <laughs> this shit is, yo, this shit is compelling. Damn. And then they find, like, they hit you with the little cliffhangers. You're like, oh, shit. Next episode. Next episode. So, the first one, the first one, listeners, they're trying to find out who drew, who spray painted dicks. On 27 cars in a high school parking lot. <laughs> and it's fucking great. The second one, bro, and now that you now, now see, that's so dope that you know about. It. I was like, what the fuck is this? The second one is the case of the turd burglar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the turd burglar? So, and I won't get I won't. I feel like if I would have told you about this when I first seen it, you would have been like, nah. I probably would have dissed it. I know I would have dissed it. I know I would have. <laughs> I can't even I can't even fucking, fucking white people. Oh, bro. I know I would have dissed it. I know I would have. Fucking. It, yeah, the first is about who spray painted dicks in the parking lot. And the second one is. So they, the success of the first documentary is so crazy that they get commissioned to go to like another high school in like Washington to do another documentary as like their senior project. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) yo, listeners, check it out. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's funny, but it's well put together. And then they also like work in like all the bullshit of high school. So it's it's a good way to spend a night, man. It's a good way to spend some time. It's about eight episodes each. About forty. About about thirty thirty five minutes each. I remember the the main character of the first season. That dude was fucking hilarious. Dude. <laughs> yes. I can't even... I can't speak highly enough. Like, it was that interesting. Yeah. That uh, I'm sure it's shitting on some of the stuff they are fucking even have on Netflix. I mean, like, some of the stuff they have. It's shitting on the Mike Epps. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's shitting on Mike Epps and Kevin Hart, Patton Oswalt. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah, man. Well, and I, I think what I realized too is that now a lot of sitcoms nowadays don't even have like laugh tracks anymore. And I think like shit is better that way when you're not being told when to laugh. Oh yeah, because like I, like that punk and shit. It's like yeah, it's, yeah I, I hate that shit. Yeah, like watching like so like watching these <laughs> watching American Vandal, and without the laugh track there. It makes the joke hit that much harder because they're dead serious when they say things. <laughs> uh, it was dope, man. It was dope. Yeah, definitely go check that out, man. If y'all uh, quarantine is winter, just need something to do for Netflix. Um, I came across this other little show um, called Bruno. It's Bruno. It's like eight episodes, maybe 12, 13 minutes each. <clears throat> and like, I think I told you, but like, eventually I want to get a little dog. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get a dog. Some, some cute, some yappy, some with personality. I want a little diva. That's what I want. This show made me want to get a dog that much more. <laughs> really? It takes place in Brooklyn. It's this dude named Malcolm. And it's just basically about, like, the love for his dog and, like, the love that people have for their dogs and just all the shenanigans he gets into just trying to take his dog on a walk every day. <laughs> it's 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 not, like, gut-bustingly hilarious, but it's smart, silly, humorous. It's a good way to, it's a good way to spend some time. And the episodes are really digestible. And then they leave you on a really fun cliffhanger at the end of season one. That makes you want to get into season two. Um, so you, yeah, you and Junior can hang out and uh, bust through those real, real quick. See, like even like if there's like animals on the fucking on the screen on the TV screen, he's fucking he's locked in. Really? And he's oh yeah, and he's like he's 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 yelping. He's fucking he's making noise. Like even I was fucking playing Red Dead Two. Fucking dog in there. <laughs> You seen little the Rufus? Motherfuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you started watching uh, Cobra Kai yet? I forgot about that. No. Uh, you I did forget because it wasn't um, it wasn't like in my list. And you know how they you know they they kind of lay things out by like what you like and different yeah. different categories. So, ooh, excuse me. Yeah, no, it wasn't in my list. Um, I forgot all about it. I forgot all about it. So I'm gonna have to check that out. That happens a lot with dogs. Like they'll see, I got I got a few homies and homegirls with dogs who they they dogs lose their minds when other dogs on the screen. Oh yeah, like they can't I'll hold run it right down. Up there. Both paws, both paws up, wilding. I don't want him get up there. No, yeah, but he'll stick his head up there. 
not having it. With big ass shoulders, he don't need to pause. He's he can see. Yeah, he can see. What else did I watch? Um, Astronomy Club. You ever heard of Astronomy Club? School. A school. It's like this troupe of like eight black comedians, and it's like a sketch comedy show. Big trash. <laughs> big big trash. I watched all eight episodes. Big trash. Oh, it um. I watched something recently where it was like, "You fucking kidding me?" Like I finished it and I was like, "That was it." Like, I. It was episode four. I was like, "Listen, this is not good." It was like Key and Peele season one. They're like, okay, <laughs> like fuck it. All right, I'm gonna watch this shit because I'm trying to support. But they had some premises that had some promise. But like for the most part, big big trash, big trash. It didn't it didn't hit. That's like I tried watching Shameless over from the first season. Yeah, like three episodes in, and I was like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> Not a fan. Not like I mean, like I I mean, like, I'm all the way caught up except for like, like they have like two new episodes out, and this is the final mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna watch it from the beginning. And then let them have like five or six episodes out, and then just yeah. binge those. Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm just gonna watch the new season, and I'll be done. I'll put that one on the shelf. Because <laughs> Emmy Rossum left the show, right? She's not in the last season, right? Yep. Okay. I only watched like the first two episodes of the show. I haven't. I never got any farther than that. But it's all right. It's just like a bunch of bitchy shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like they do I'm about to say what. Like, and, like, they do do some, like, shameless-ass shit, you know? I mean, it's yeah. pretty gnarly sometimes, but, right. like, it's just, like, shock value. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't get far. I don't really remember anything from it, except, like, she met, like, some some skeevy dude in the first couple episodes. Um, throughout the whole season, the whole series. Word, okay, okay. I know, like, one of them gets, like, the Black Sun later on or something. Like, <laughs> black well, like... There's some way that like it, like he's actually like Frank's son, mm. like 100 black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We never find out why. <laughs> how? We you never know? find out why or how. <laughs> that shit would be so funny working in the hometown. Like, I when I went so when I went back to like sell my house. I made it a point to like I didn't want to I didn't want to work in the hometown. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to work in the hometown, so I worked I worked over in Champagne, you know, a quick half hour away. But then um, I transferred because we were that much closer to getting the house fully sold. So I transferred to hometown for a little bit, but it wasn't in the hometown. It was in one of like the little towns outside of it. So I can't I can't count how many like rural white grandmothers would come in with their mixed grandchild and grandpa Pete, who I'm sure had so much to say (laughs) when his daughter brought home Jamal and uh, then became, you know, a staunch ally (laughs) when uh, little, little Jaden was born. (laughs) The the grandchild, they walk up, they they got a whisper, you know, he, he's black. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no 
word? Oh, word? <laughs> Damn. Fuck. I ever tell you about the time that, like, somebody's four-year-old Tyler asked their mom why I was black? No. <laughs> <laughs> Working that damn job at the desk, man. This is Verizon. Um, Yeah, like... Get your badass kids, man. They, yeah, her, her, her daughter asked why I was black. I'm like, Did you tell them? no, I was looking at her like, what you gonna tell them? <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't, I can't wait for this racism. What you gonna tell them? What you gonna? I just, I just waited. Like, there's a rule in sales: first one to talk loses. So I just looked at her. Just waited. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to press the issue, but, like, party wanted to be like, no, 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 go ahead. Why am I black? <laughs> tell, tell her. <laughs> tell her. So oh, that that was shit. fun. That was definitely a uh, the shortest but most entertaining HR meeting I ever had. <laughs> what they say? <laughs> No, this, I'm just being stupid. Just a quick sensitivity training for, oh. for for this woman and her really poor parenting skills or really poor diversity skills and in introducing people of color to her daughter's life. Maybe maybe they maybe they lived a sheltered life. Well, yeah, shit. In Danville. <laughs> yeah, bruh. I be going to so I be doing all these weddings and I've been you know, I be saying like ninety eight percent of the client base is white. And I give I give my black weddings to like my black DJs because I know they have those concerns. So I be walking these rooms white, but you could tell you could tell who you know. On one hand, you could tell who like had black people in their life growing up and want you to know, and you could tell <laughs> that you're like the first black person they ever met. Goddamn, man! It's twenty. It's twenty twenty. Bro, you know? I had a dude. You could tell he was on a football team in high school, and they up, pro- they pro- yeah they probably let him used to say nigga. Like he came up, was like, "Hey man, listen, man, listen," because it was like they had me. They they request like violin music, like the client did, and so I'm moving gear around. He comes up to me, like, "Hey man, you're not gonna play all this white people music all night, is you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Listen, holy shit, okay, Daquan." Like fuck it, what you mean, man? I'm like, listen, I got a little, I got a little something for everybody, man. He's like, listen, I'm trying to hear a little cameo, a little Luther Vange. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, black people, I get it. Thanks, thanks, my guy. And then on the other hand, you get like somebody's five year old who is just can't stop looking at you. Fuck you, little kid. Want to wipe? Want to wipe the chocolate off you and shit? They want to see if it tastes different. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get your kids, man. Shit. (laughs) Your cousin's is wilding. Uh -uh. (laughs) Mm. Uh-uh. I'm changing gears a little bit. So, of course, we're going to talk about Roman Reigns here in a while. But I felt this was necessary for this part of the show. I really identify with the Roman Reigns character. Right now? Right now. 
I really do identify with him. Now, for the listeners, we're going to take y'all back, man. Uh, for those who listen only for, you know, this part of the show, I'm going to get you a little familiar. Um, I'm sure all of y'all have heard of The Rock. Y'all know who The Rock is. I'm sure most of y'all know Rikishi, if you were a fan back in the day. Everybody was a fan in the Attitude Era. Um, some of y'all may know the name Yo Yokozuna. Some may remember the Head Shrinkers. Some may remember uh, Ming. They tried to put their homie in a tongue and death grip. Um, so the point of that is they're all related. They're all related. If they're Samoan and they wrestle, they're related, except for Samoa Joe, funny enough. But they're all related. And now Roman Reigns, his his new evolution of who he is, being the most prominent member of the family who is currently a wrestler, he has dubbed himself the tribal chief. He has dubbed himself the head of the table. And in establishing his dominance, sometimes he's got to talk a certain way to his family to get them in line. Sometimes he's got to whoop his family's ass <laughs> to get them in line. Because they don't know what it's like to sit at the head of the table, the responsibilities it comes with, the pressures it comes with, what the job entails. So, I had two instances in the last four days that really reinforced. Dog. Dog. That really, really reinforced. Like my position, but then it, it gave me some questions about this life thing. So I, uh, I guess had had a guy, my top guy. We were gonna get him ready for uh, you know a show this past weekend, and you know he hit me up like, "Hey, I can't. Excuse me, I can't make it." Now this is the day. This is the night before his show, right? So he goes, "Hey, I can't make it tonight to get my gear. Uh, my car's getting worked on. Some, some." So I'm like. Now, I don't text. I don't text for that shit. If it's business, I'm calling you. So I instantly call him. He doesn't answer. He texts me back, hey, I'm on the other line trying to see if someone will help me pay for this. And I'm like, call me, period. With a period at the end because punctuation matters. Call me. So an hour and a half goes by. I call him again. No answer. Hour and a half goes by, call him a third time. No answer. Now, I gave myself the weekend off. But I decided, well, I guess I'll be working this weekend, right? So I didn't even call him Saturday. I didn't even call him. I went, I did the show, knocked that shit out. You know what I mean? Come around on Monday. I didn't hear from him. I didn't hear from him. I called him one more time that Monday. No answer. Still hadn't heard from him. I, deact- I deactivated his profile because fuck it. You, going, you, you ghosting, right? Yeah. Um. So in that regard, I don't want to hear nobody talk about them being like stand-up guys. Like we, I, I mean. Seen that shit. You said what? know he's seen all the fucking all the times you were trying to call him bruh the, the the thing about and i don't even want to say it's a generational thing because i know like pussy is pussy generationally little bitch activities <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like the dudes who be little bitches they'll talk to lattice about being stand-up guys you know what i mean 
I, as you know, I preach responsibility and accountability. Be responsible. And if you blow it, be accountable. Yeah. Take your licks. I'm going to break you down and I'm going to build you back up. We all fuck up. We Play as fuck up. Play as fuck up. Play as fuck up. So I let that go. And then later on that night, man, I got a, I got a dude who I've been training for like four weeks. I believe in him. But there's just certain things that he is just taking a little longer. He, uh, I may be believing in him too much to be to be frank about it. Um, but you know this last training man, he came in, and it's always like it's just always some wrong. It's always just some wrong. My vibe is off. My head ain't in the right space. My family. So we get about 20 minutes in. I see, like, he's really blowing this. I'm like, listen, man, turn the mic off, homie. We're going uh, to table this, man. I'm going to give you a few weeks to get this thing together. And because, and I told him, I told him, listen, I told him about the time where I was on my way to a show and I found out my cousin passed. And I had, I, I went and I did the show. And and kill because that's that's what I'm gonna do, right? I had to tell him again that like, yo, when you accept a position and when you accept whatever you came in today, which means you accepted the terms and conditions of what you got to do. If you go out and you knock out a show, you got to accept the terms and conditions of the show because nobody gives a fuck what you're dealing with. Nope. Nobody cares. So while on one hand I get it, you going through some shit. I'm not about to just have you out here because you need the money. World don't stop. It don't Nobody. stop. Life gone life. Yep. So I had to break him down, but then I sat him down at my desk, man, and we talked a little more. And you know he's telling me a little about a little bit about his life. So he's he's uh, one of ten siblings. Um, his mother passed in 2012. His big brother is a, well, one of his big brothers is a fucking asshole. I guess I had a big blowout earlier that day. His little brother is a dumbass. And he's out here, you know, busting ass. Busting his whole ass. Getting the rent, getting the car note. And I tell my DJs, I'm like, listen, man. I, I tell them, listen, there's not too much that y'all can tell me that I don't understand. Says what it is. I'm 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 gonna understand. So you know, after playing after playing life coach for a while and then building him back up, telling them that you know your energy is yours. Telling them you only get one you. You gotta take care of your you. Telling them that sometimes the titles that we put on people, brother, sister, family. I told him, listen, the titles don't mean the titles themselves don't mean so much. It's no. what you make the title mean. Yeah. So I may be, you know, the regional manager of, of the entire region of this company, but that's the title. But you see me. You've seen me work. You hear yeah. me talk. You hear my coaching. I have to make it mean something to you. Because if you fuck up, I fuck up. It's Ex- my fault. Exactly. And so gave him a little pat on the butt, sent him on his way. Let's say I'll give you a call in a couple weeks, man. We'll see how this thing goes. And I went to my desk and I sat with myself. Because 
he is one of 10 siblings. And my father had 10 children. His mother passed in 2012. My mother passed in 2013. And I just sat with myself and I was like, okay. Now, before I got to this point, listen, I was selling cars. I was doing DoorDash. I was doing what I could to make this shit shake. And I took this as a side job and turned it into a fucking career path, right? It ain't so much the pat on the back that I'm thinking about. But the thing is, the similarities that me and this person has combined with a conversation I had with my sister recently. Where we talked about how you ever think about like every decision you've ever made. Sometimes. It's 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 every decision we've ever made combined with every decision our mothers made, every decision our fathers made, our grandparents, our uncles and aunts, the next door neighbor. Fucking there was one time I went to visit my sister and I'm on the highway and there's a cop speeding through everybody with sirens on. Well, I misread the traffic and I kind of got in his way a little bit and I pulled over and then he pulled over and I know he was mad. So I threw my bowl out the window, the bowl you gave me, I threw allegedly, <laughs> I threw it out the window and I pulled over and I just put my hands up. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. This is it. He gets out the car, he's pointing his fucking finger. I know he's cussing at me, calling me a nigger. But he had to leave. <laughs> he had to leave because he was already pressed. He got in the car, he cussed me out, and he left. But, like, that's a decision he made, right? Yeah. And I think about the decisions I'm making right now. The decisions that got me from Danville, Illinois, to city I used to live in, to city I used to live in, to city I live in now. I'm thinking about the decisions that the mother, that the eventual mother of my children is making right now that I've never even met that are going to lead us to our paths crossing. The decisions that we're making right now that are going to affect my kids, their kids, and their kids. The decisions I'm making right now. But I thought about all those decisions that led up to this point in the position I'm in right now versus the position I could have been in. And I thought to myself, am I lucky or am I good? I mean, you, didn't, you, never, you never slouched. And the answer is, and the answer is there's a balance. It's both, yeah. right? But I guess I just wondered, you know, like... You ever wonder about that balance of being lucky versus being good? Oh, yeah. And it just sat with me for a second. And that's just kind of the thing I've been thinking about the last few days. Like, yeah, I'm good. But there was so much shit that could have stopped me from being in this spot. Decisions I made, decisions that were made generations ago. You know what I mean? Like, 
My sister did some genealogy stuff recently. Yeah. And found out if if this is accurate. She found out two things if this is accurate. That apparently I have a lot of family roots in Tennessee. So like <laughs> how do you go from Tennessee? And my grandfather I think I mentioned this, but I, I I used to live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, very briefly. And the way I found out about Tulsa, Oklahoma's race riot is I was just being funny one day and Googled black people in Tulsa. And I found out about the Tulsa race riot of 1921. Well, my grandfather's parents were from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shit. He was born... In, I want to say it's either 1917 or 1919. The riot was in 1921. Now, of course, my grandfather is no longer with me, and I know he grew up in southern Illinois. But I don't know how much time was spent in Tulsa. If if he knew of Tulsa at all. But the other thing I found out, I have a lot of familiar roots in Tennessee, but also apparently one of my great, great, however many great grandfathers was actually apparently a general in the Civil War. Oh, shit. Yes. So it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll have to, I'll have my fault. Check out them things. Yeah. And like I'll get the specifics more from sis, but it's like, homie could have caught a bullet anytime. Yeah. My great grandparents' home may have been burned down in Tulsa. Whatever the fuck was happening in Tennessee that got me to Danville, Illinois, even before that, because my grandfather grew up in Southern Illinois, which is three and four hours away, depending on which city. So, I mean, and that's not even to take into account, like, maybe he got in a fight one day in the fucking schoolyard, and maybe instead of, like, the fair one, maybe he could have got jumped and stopped out with, like, the 1930s equivalent of Timbaland boots. You know what I'm saying? Every little small detail. It's it's very Back to the Future-ish. But every little... Yeah, just every small detail that got us here. I just wanted that balance of am I lucky or am I good? What that balance is. So. Yeah, man. Anyway. We've been talking for a while. You want to get started, my guy? Yeah, man. Ugh, yeah. Stank. Ginger just farted right in my face. Nice way to bring the uh, bring the levity back. Let's bring this levity up. <laughs> What's up, Jinya? That's his butthole, dude. He just fucking farted. And I just saluted his butthole. Want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode ninety six of the Hard Camera T H C X C V I and I am your guy, your guy Juve J U V just under your visual. And I'm sitting here with my tag team partner. Big Ren, the legendary. And together we are the insiders. Big Ren, let me know how they can reach you on the social medias, my guy. All right. 
Y'all can, uh, y'all motherfuckers can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore M A A F H U C K A. Then y'all can also fucking find me on Snapchat at moffed up 316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out, y'all. Love it, love it. You can find me, and you can find me on Twitter <laughs> and the Instagrams. At Juvi Desayuno, that's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page, me and Ren on the show page on Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Get you some live coverage, some witticisms, some whatnot, some here to forth, some things of that nature, and some good old etc. But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Breaker, some are listening on Google Podcasts, some are listening on Anchor, but wherever you're listening, tell somebody you love, they'll tell somebody they like. You listen to some heartwarming content, some heart-building content, some great content, some content that is more good than lucky, content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Big Ren... We've got the last pay-per-view of the year. WWE, it's the last one of the year, my guy. WWE TLC, a twenty twin twin. But before we get into it, man, let's update on the numbers before we get into uh, 2021. Big Ren is currently sitting at 64 out of 102 matches predicted, 62.74%. I am sitting at 61 of 102 matches sent. Don't celebrate. 59.8%. We got time, dog. This ain't over when January strikes. It's over in about four months. So we got time. We're going to close that gap, man. Uh, Big Ren, WWE 20, big, blah, 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 TLC. Blah, 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 blah. That's how I, never mind. TLC 2020. How you feel about the card on paper, man? Overall, how you how you thinking going into? How you feeling? Six matches have been announced. How you feel? Sigh. Yeah. It's like a lot of stuff doesn't seem to really matter. Like <laughs> it's very like, oh, it's December. We got a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Like this is definitely like Clash of Champions. Um, what's another one? Uh, Class of Champions. Payback. Yeah. 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 Extreme Rules. Yeah, sh- shit like that. It's it's very like, oh, we just had one of our big four with Survivor Series. Oh, we got another big four, Royal Rumble. Let's give them some gimmicks just to hold yeah. us over. Seasons beatings. Like, yeah, they're like, there's one thing on the card that I don't think really needs to happen. Hmm, we don't get there. Oh. Ooh, zest. Zest appeal. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Absolutely, man. We're going to run through it, man, because, as you know, we've got a tendency, a history of uh, making ourselves more excited for it um, after we, we, we chatted through. So let's get into it, man. Let's uh, let's start from the top uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship. We've got The New Day taking on The Hurt Business, represented by Sheldon, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. How you see this going, man? Um, this one I'm kind of 
gone back and forth on, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, because really, I mean, who are the new? I mean, who are the hurt business beefing with right now? Because I think they're done with retribution. Everybody's done with right. retribution. Retribution's done. Yeah. Ricochet. Yeah. So right. Buy them. Um, and then New Day. I mean, they're just the good, fun-loving dudes that you know. We'd have a good old time. Yeah. But uh, uh fuck. And I don't know if it. I, I, sorry to cut you off. I don't know if it matters at all. Lashley's kind of beefing a little bit with Matt Riddle. Yeah. A little taste of Jeff Hardy too. Um, I mean, like they haven't. I mean, they've been beefing a little bit. These two. It really hasn't. I mean, what? Uh, Shelton bit or no? Cedric beat Kofi. Yes, after uh, so Kofi defeated Shelton Benjamin and then went right into a match with uh Cedric and Cedric won. I'm not sure why they didn't include Xavier in the whole thing, but yeah. So right there, I'm gonna go with the old WWE logic, and New Day is gonna win this one. <laughs> I feel you. Let's get that jotted down. They've had a few tag matches over the last few weeks that New Day seemed to um get the best of. And then, yeah, Cedric Alexander defeated Kofi. I think they, they had a six-man tag last week on Raw. Um, New Day and Jeff Hardy uh, lost to Cedric, Shelton, and Lashley. But Lashley actually made Jeff Hardy tap. So, like, the people who were involved in the match, they weren't involved in the decision. Um, The Hurt Business is still the best thing going on Raw. Yeah, it is. Um, Give them some more gold. Yeah, give us more gold. Yeah. I'm going with new champs. Right. I say we get new champs. Um, this has this faction has for one revitalized Sheldon Benjamin. I mean, because they had him in American Beta, and that had promise and didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and then he was just kind of floating, doing nothing. But now he's he's a bit of an elder statesman. Um. But this faction is also, I mean, it's elevating Cedric Alexander. Yeah, um, I think it's elevating him more, honestly. Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, very evolution-esque, which is kind of what you know these factions should be. So, I mean, of course, as we know, he's talented. I don't know if you remember uh, Cruiserweight Classic a few years back. Like, they were oh, like, yeah, yeah um, please sign Cedric. Yeah. Please, and they signed him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So clearly the talent is there. Now we're getting a chance to showcase it and also showcase, you know, the extra personality they can show. Um, yeah, man, give him some gold. Give him some gold. You know, Lashley's a U.S. champ. Um, yeah, man. Give him some gold. Put it around the waist. I say we get new champs. All right. Start yeah. off spicy. Start off strong. How many times can you lose to the New Day? You know what I mean? Not that it's, not that it's a bad thing to lose a New Day, but they've, they've caught some L's. Over the yeah. last few weeks, so why not? Another one. Say what? They're gonna catch another. They're catch another one. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't shook. I feel you. I feel you. I'm I'm thinking out loud too. We say this like every every week. Like, what other tag teams are there on Raw? I'm about to have fucking your your favorite motherfucker, Elias and Riker. Oh yeah. What the fuck did he come like? Where did he come from? You know what? <sighs> so like, moral moral stances aside, that's a good pairing, I think. 
It is. <laughs> it really keep, is. I'll keep the personal aspect out of it. That's a great pairing. Um, for literally everyone involved. I mean, it's a guy. For one, he looks like Elias. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's not far fetched that he would walk with Elias. Um, and also, it puts Jackson Riker. It puts him on television because clearly they see something in him. But also, he's not doing too much. He's still just the heavy. And then you get the Forgotten Sons, who are, what are they, like, the Knights of the Lone Wolf now? I had no idea. Yeah, they joined up with Baron Corbin. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they joined up with Baron Corbin. Fuck, okay. Yeah, so they split that act up completely. Okay. So they, they back up Baron Corbin, so they get that stench off of them. And they're tied to a heat magnet in Baron Corbin. So they're going to get hella TV time. Um, and honestly, so is Jackson Riker because Elias gets hella TV time. Um, so maybe racism works for everybody. Racism works in the end. Uh, racism <laughs> wins again. Damn. What is that? Like everything and oh, racism is everything. Else? Damn, racism does not lose. Um. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the hurt business. Um, that's the only other tag team I can think of, and they're kind of a tag team. They're just together, I guess. Yeah, I can't think of anything else either. Yeah, wow, that's kind of retribution. Yet, <laughs> psych. Um, let's push for it, man. For uh, excuse me, for the women's tag team championship. We've got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on Asuka and question mark, question mark. Lana was uh, injured on this past Raw. Asuka so stupid. Yeah, well, this whole thing hasn't been the greatest. Um, and now Asuka has to go and find a new tag team partner. So, before we get into who wins, who is the tag team partner? Or you can give me both. Um, shit. Like, I think it's going to be somebody that's that's not there right now. Mm-hmm. As do I. Uh, I've got two options. I've, I've got one main one, but I thought of a second one, which sounds cool, but go ahead. Rhea Ripley. Ooh, okay. I didn't think of that. And uh, Charlotte. Which one are you going with? Or are there just the two options? I want Rhea, but like at the same yeah. time, I don't want like Rhea to get called up yet because it's just scary. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, that. I and I mean, if she stays in NXT, she's going to be on a losing streak here. It seems like. She did with, lose to uh, Tony Storm. She's still and she's yeah. still in that feud with with uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. So like that that's one of the reasons I think it might. I mean, it might not be her because of that feud with Raquel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know, man. The Rumble's coming up too. Mm. So yeah, true, no. e, very true. It feels like Rhea Ripley. Not to digress too far, but it feels like Rhea Ripley is now in that phase of like. Just getting, just putting over the next generation of the women's division. Yeah. Um. She gave, you know, she lost to Tony Storm. 
She's uh, probably going to be on the losing end of, you know, Raquel Gonzalez match. Um, just using, just using, you know, who she is, who she's become to kind of put everybody over. As we've talked about before, it still feels like she's she's kind of lost her way literally since WrestleMania, literally eight months ago. But um, she was gone for quite a while, though, too. She did take a hiatus. She did take a hiatus. This is true. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, here we are. Uh, but you think we're you think we're gonna get the return of the queen? I mean, perfect time, I guess. I hear you. I mean, we're we're getting ready to fucking the road to WrestleMania is about to be fucking paved. This we're is about true. About to land them stripes down, you know. Yes, 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 so. yes. Very true. I've got two options too. So, literally, when they when I saw okay mystery partner, I was like, okay, it's this person. And literally tonight, I had another idea. Um, but when they announced the mystery partner, I was like, oh Charlotte Flair. Well, like, it's, it's it's easily Charlotte Flair, right? However, there's someone else who hasn't been on TV for a while. Nikki. Close. Five letters, and it starts with an N. Shit. Naomi. Oh, Oh, yeah. Naomi. Yeah. And so, when I thought of Naomi, I thought of two different options, right? Now, I mentioned shows ago, shows ago. Well, Dick, you know, I'll, I'll do it about this way. Naomi gets in, right? I was like, yeah, feel the glow, right? Yeah. Naomi comes in. Maybe they have some miscommunication. And Naomi is like, man, fuck this. And turns on Asuka. You get a ready-made feud with Asuka and Naomi. And in the midst of that feud, Naomi joins the Hurt Business. I've been wanting to see Naomi in the Hurt Business for a while. I think it makes sense. And they can go back to fucking fighting retribution. Or they, or she, yeah, right, right. Or, I mean, you know, on her path to trying to be Raw Women's Champion, I mean, she can talk about how, you know, she hasn't gotten her opportunities. Asuka's been this, Asuka's been that. And now she's got some strong backing in the Hurt Business, people who believe in her, right? And you build that feud. But then when I thought about Naomi, I thought about this. You remember... 0506 Booker T. Now, Booker T was already a Hall of Famer in his own right, but then they paired him on screen with his real life wife, uh, Charmel. Charmel, she put that battery in his back, motivated him to be a better man, motivated him to turn heel, and he became world champion. Well, we know. Who Naomi's husband is. Jimmy. Jimmy Uso. I had to think about it for a bit. <laughs> no doubt. Who is on the mend from an injury. Who may have to catch a few beatings from his brother Jay and from his brother Roman Reigns. Because he's going to be like, man, fuck that. Y'all wildin'. Y'all wildin', y'all wildin'. He may need a little motivation, a little battery in his back from his wife, Naomi, 
who might have to get him in line and tell him that, listen, this shit is for the family. Stop wiling. Let's make it happen. And they both join the table. Okay. She's, right. she's, she's in the family, too. Hey, she's in the family too. I thought about Tamina. I mean, and maybe they still do it, but Naomi being a bigger name, Naomi not being a name that I think people would just think of to join the family, but she's in the family. <laughs> That's the Rock's cousin-in-law. <laughs> they're on Raw. Who's on Raw? It's Matt. I mean, this. This match, yes, yes, it is. Now I'm just fantasy booking. Like, get, okay. yeah, I'm just fantasy booking now. Give me the check. I ain't, I ain't solicited WD for a check in a long time. But there's, there's a couple different ways Naomi can go. Um, and both options are really fucking cool. <laughs> I can see them with, I can see them with the hurt business. I think I like the second option more. Naomi at the table. With Roman Reigns and the Usos because she's literally in that family. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I would rather be Rip Maria, but yeah, mm-hmm. Charlotte. It's been a while since we've seen Charlotte. It's been what? Six months? She lost the NXT Women's Championship. Yep. Haven't seen her since. Um, it's a way to not just throw her right into the Raw Women's Championship scene, even though I think that's where it goes. And maybe we get Charlotte, you know, Asuka Charlotte 3. The one where Asuka, like, finally wins. <laughs> maybe. Um, but it's a, way to, it's a way to get her involved without getting her directly involved. Um... I really like those Naomi ideas. Uh, WWE, I know you're listening. Run it! Um, so, let's take it back, man. Um, who do you think wins? I'm going to say they're going to do that shit they did with fucking Sasha and Bailey, where one of them's the fucking champion, mm-hmm. and tag team. we're going to have new tag champs. New tag champs. Asuka and uh, whoever her partner is. Are you going to call it? Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> True. Market. Market down. Um, I'm gonna go the exact same way. The exact yeah. same way. Um, I feel like Nia and Baszler could do more on their own right now. Mm. But who knows? Honestly, with the way the the head boss is over there, mm. you know. There's um. I mean, there's still a story there. I mean, they never yeah. they never fully feuded, so there's still a story you could tell there, um, and then also the story of you know Oscar and Charlotte. I mean, there's a story you could tell of them trying to get the belts back. There's a story of whatever they're doing with Lana. Lana eventually has to really truly get you know the the comeuppance over them. I know that story has been told really shittily, um, but there's still that involvement there. So there's there's seeds being planted for things things to happen. Um, but yeah, I'm going the exact same way, especially if it's Charlotte, especially if it's Charlotte, I'm going the exact same way. That's not something you can't really waste that return on a loss like that. 
Um, and it's the only belt. It's the only belt Charlotte hasn't won. So it's the. It, I could see it as their way of you know keeping Charlotte as an important figure, while not while you know having her associated with the Raw Women's Champion, but not going right into the Raw Women's Championship feud, uh, which I think we're definitely going to see. But I see we got new champs, man. I think we're on the same page. Oscar and Charlotte taking uh, taking the, the straps, <laughs> the straps away straps. from uh, from Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, let's push forward to the next match. Now, this is the only match on the card I have not decided yet. There's two ways I'm kind of going about it. Uh, Randall Keith is taking on The Fiend. Talk to me. Uh, I, I kind of like this feud. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Yeah. It set a motherfucker on fire. So, I mean, hey. Love that. Improved. I love, I love watching people get set on fire. Love that. Word to Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this one is actually probably the toughest one to call of this card. Yeah. Um, I really like that the Fiend's feuds, like I should say the people that he targets, because he had a quick little feud with The Miz which was like a derivative of his feud with Daniel Bryan. But like all of the Fiend's feud since he's been the Fiend has been him righting the wrongs from when yeah. he was Bray Wyatt. Regular old Swamp swamp Daddy Bray Wyatt. So like the Braun Strowman feud from when Braun was in, was in the Wyatt family. Uh, the Finn Balor feud. Um, the Seth Rollins feud from the, you know, the Wyatt family versus the Shield. Literally all of his feuds... Say that again? This isn't the first time this has happened. Exactly. And this being a continuation of when Randy burned down Bray Wyatt's she shed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So all of his feuds, all the people that he's actually targeted are people that wronged him in the past. I really like that small aspect of uh, The Fiend's feuds. But but, but go ahead. No, this is... Yeah, this isn't the first time this has happened. Mm -hmm. I think... I think he's gonna he's gonna get his revenge on his shed. Burn down his she shed. Yeah, he's he's gonna burn down Randy Orton. Hey, <laughs> so you got the fiend taking it. Yeah, he's too hot right now. Him and Alexa Bliss, they fucking killed on the promos. Yes, that's a really good addition. Yeah, I honestly didn't think that she would do like she's always been good on the mic. But, like mm-hmm. this is a completely different fucking character. Yeah, completely complete one eighty from what she's ever done. Yeah. And we saw like the little glimpses of like Harley Quinn in her, but only in makeup, but not yeah. in like attitude. So, exactly. and it gives more dimension to you know the fiend being a quote unquote babyface. Like he's the babyface in this feud. <laughs> like what? So weird. What? <laughs> like it doesn't. Even, it does makes absolutely no sense. No sense. No sense at all. Fucking um, book it, pal. Book it, buddy. Um. <laughs> Excuse me, but yeah, the fiend is the baby facing this feud, and you know the Alexa Bliss aspect. It gives gives him a little more character. Um, they haven't really. Comes back. Oh, he is hurt, isn't he? He had to get surgery. Yeah. So true. Yeah, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure when his timetable is. I don't think. I'm pretty sure he wasn't gonna be out long. Okay, but just just enough to not be able to be in the match. Cause I know the original main event was gonna be Drew. Was gonna be Drew and Braun. So I don't know. 
Um, but, you know, I was going to say, yeah, adding Alexa Bliss does give him a little more, uh, gives him more stakes, gives him more to care about. Uh, a little, not necessarily a human aspect, but I guess a human aspect, you know, more, more little emotion. He, he cares about something and someone, and you can play on that, and, and Randy Orton is, is definitely doing that, um, you know, in this feud. Um, I'm stuck between two options. Now, Randall Keith does not win this match. He doesn't win. But I can see this feud going further. So I, I need to decide whether The Fiend wins. Because, listen, nobody just beats The Fiend. Nobody beats The Fiend. Um, That's The Fiend. Like, Seth Rollins like a sledgehammer to his face. And then lost the championship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A couple weeks later. Um, damn, that was so shitty. Um, So either The Fiend wins... And Randy Orton tries to get revenge. Because I can see this feud extending. This feud is going to go longer, I feel like. Or we get like some kind of like schmaz DQ countout double disqualification ending. If any match on this card gets the dusty finish, it's this match. Yes. So, I just, I, I don't know. Does The Fiend beat Randall Keith? You know what? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'll rock with that. I'm going to say The Fiend wins the match. And then Randall Keith actually makes good on some of his threats with Alexa Bliss. Kidnaps her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the old school, like old school Undertaker. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Yep, yep, yep. I think Randall Keith makes good on some of those promises and uh, shows The Fiend. Say that again. One apex predator maniac fucking Facts. voices in his head. Facts. Yep. Yep. And unless the fiend know that he can get down to, I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. I got fake excited for this just now saying that. <laughs> <laughs> could be, I mean, it could be an awesome WrestleMania match. You think I can stretch it that far? Well, no, because we've got other plans. But true enough. Yeah, I just thought that too. Yeah. match then. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you can't put the fiend in the rumble. No. Yeah, you can't put him in the rumble. He's got to do something else. Yeah, he's not a. Yeah, no. Interesting. There's so many things. I feel like there's so many things you can't do with the fiend, but there are so many things you 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 could do with that type of character. So, I think we got to wait on his evolution before you just throw him in the rumble. So. But yeah, let's uh, let's push forward, man. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we've got Sasha Banks taking on Carmella. Carmella, who just returned recently, uh, was already dropping threats as Sasha Banks was was finishing up her feud with Bailey. Talk to me, man. I see this going. Carmella came back fiery. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> But she's gonna fucking lose. Hmm. And this is another fucking <laughs> another feud that can continue. Oh, you think it continues? Just yeah, it just started. Some for the rumble. Yeah, there's not too many options on the women's side. Well, actually, I'm I'm lying. Well, you know, we still haven't gotten the Bianca Belair Bailey match yet. See. So that's something that's going on. They've got some talent over there. Billy Kay, who. I'm really interested in. 
her character. I will, I will put it that way. Um, when she listen, <laughs> she won me over forever. When she walked up to the street prophets and said, "It said, hey, Mister Prophets." <laughs> Like I just oh bro, my heart melted, bro. I said, Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. So, um, give her give her everything. Um but yeah, there's some women over there on, on SmackDown. We haven't got the uh, the obligatory Natalia match yet. Um, you know that's coming. So there's some women over on SmackDown. Uh you got you got Carmella losing this one, Sasha Banks retaining. Yes. Um, you think it's a smash ending count out DQ at all? I think there will be some shenanigans, mm-hmm. but I think Sasha's going to win it. I know I said in the last match I could see like a schmaz ending. I could kind of see it in this one too because it's almost – it almost feels too soon for Carmella to just jump into a title spot only oh, yeah. because like now Carmella clearly is like – a familiar established name, but she just came back. <laughs> so it's like, you don't want to kill the character too soon by having to take that such a, you know, such a big L without having really built her up like that. But again, she's an established name. So I see this continuing too. maybe we do get like some kind of cause you, you, quick roll up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cause she's got that, that, that sommelier, right? The, the, the champagne guy. Maybe he blows it for her somehow, and she's like, you didn't win for real, for real. You won for fake. Maybe we get that, and we extend it that way. Um, But, yeah, it's too soon to take the title off of Sasha Banks. And that's been hell. That's been what Carmelo's been talking about. I've had a longer reign. My one reign was longer than all five of yours, bitch. Um, so yeah, I see this continuing, man. I can see Sasha's holding his belt to at least WrestleMania. She's going into Mania as a champion. Big time. So, listen, man, maybe we get the Sasha Bianca Belair match at Mania. That's what we want. That would be kind of hard. Damn. I think, I mean, from the shit I've seen cooked up so far for WrestleMania, just the rumors, yeah, we need some shit like that. Hey, I'm not. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm not. They better get some fans at Rumble and Mania. Hopefully, I, th- I, th- I think. Well, I mean, it's fifty-fifty, but hell. Hmm. Oh, that they get fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, AEW figured it out. Yeah. They they ain't doing no social distancing at NXT. Those motherfuckers are butt to nut. Bruh, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> human centipede ass crowd. <laughs> That's facts, man. That is super facts. So, you can't have a rumble without a crowd. No. You can't. The, the countdown, yeah, no. And that piped you know. in shit. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I can have it's that. You know what it's mean? like the laugh track. You know? It's like the laugh track, right? Yes. It's like that. We've evolved past the laugh track. This ain't the 90s no more. Oh. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Callback. 
<laughs> Let's push forward, man, for the WWE Championship. We've got Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles in a TLC match. Talk to me. This is the one I was saying is not needed. Oh, okay, okay. Tell me why. That's just like I think it's stupid. I'm mean, like we already have. I mean, honestly, like I think I think I think the pay per views that are named like this shit, like this, yeah. and, like Extreme Rules, yeah, are just kind of stupid now. It desensitizes the gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then when we only have one, like. When we only have one of those matches, like, I mean, it I guess you can't more. have all TLC matches because, fuck, somebody's going to get fucking hurt. Yeah. You know? But, but, it, it means more to just have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I think this one should have just been a straight-up match. Like, I think it would have been pretty good. I, I completely agree. Because AJ is not going to fucking win this one. No, no. fucking way. No, he's not. <laughs> he wasn't gonna win it. He wasn't gonna win it either way. But like, I feel like he had a better chance of a straight up match than this. But I mean, fuck, yeah. who knows? He's got uh, what's, what's name? That big dude. Almost. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. O m o s. Omis. Omso. Almost. Omso. But yeah, we know the guy. Yeah. Like, big man. Big man. Yeah, the, the big big man. <laughs> right. No, I feel you, man. You know, and there's the no DQ aspect to where a homie could get involved and kind of create that drama. But the straight-up drama of a one-on-one match, I think, would, would be better for the AJ Styles character. I mean, that's AJ Styles, so, I mean, he's established. But, like, and I should say, you know what, let's flip that. I think the drama of a straight-up match would be better for Drew McIntyre's reign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just got the belt back. Like, who did he... I'm trying to think of his uh, his initial reign. He wrestled he wrestled Seth Rollins, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Randy Orton. Let him face like another wrestler, a wrestler's wrestler, and beat him in a great match. And maybe we get that at the Rumble. Maybe this extended. Maybe this continues too. Maybe. Um, but I feel like the one-on-one match would have been better for Drew's reign and wouldn't oversaturate the TLC match. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. This is going to Drew. I think Drew is holding the title until Mania as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see this quick quick little car crash. Yeah, I mean, tables get broke. Um. This little thing with Sheamus, what do you think about that? They fucked him up, man. What you mean? Fucked him up on Monday. They had his, they had him hanging from the ropes. Oh his yeah, feet hanging. So, my God, they brought a chair to his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, maybe like Sheamus. Sheamus is a snake. Right. So yes. maybe we actually get Sheamus versus Drew at the Rumble. It's it's really a matter of like when he turns on him and not if, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really a matter of that. So you think we got to come into because there's that aspect too. Maybe Sheamus turns on a uh, turns on Drew during this match. Well, that's exactly. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good possibility because that would be the best way to 
build this shit up. Mm. You know. Yeah. There's options, man. There, there are definite options. I think we, I think we hold off. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch um, Sheamus's matches recently. Like from all accounts, it sounds like Sheamus has been tearing it up on Raw. Yes, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, the the matches with Matt Riddle, um, the AJ Styles match I see was uh, was was really good too. I'm gonna have to go check that out. Bringing bringing some quality to the ring. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, not a lot to add to this match, right? <laughs> not a lot to add to this match. Um, let's take it to the last match. Maybe not the last match of the night, but uh, last match that we'll talk about tonight, as far as this card goes, for the Universal Championship. We've got the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, taking on Kevin Owens in a TLC match. Talk to me. Shit, I think, I mean, fuck, this is another one that, I mean, just kind of thrown together, you know. I like both. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan yeah. of Kevin Owens. Right. And, I mean, he's not he's he's not no stranger to these type of matches. Not at all. You know. And, honestly, I think this match actually plays in his favor more than it does Roman Reigns. You think so? I, th- I think it does just a little bit. What do you say? I don't know, just fucking. I mean, I mean, Reigns is hard. Reigns is a tough fucking dude, but right. Uh, he he seems Kevin like the kind of guy who would just whoop your ass with his hands. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So he'll fucking he'll hit you with something. Yeah, facts. Now I don't know if you. I don't know if you, and I ju- it's just hit me literally in the last thirty seconds. The last time that they had a match on pay per view, I believe, was the Royal Rumble that me and you went to. And that was a fucking awesome match. Yes, it fucking was. <laughs> yes, it was. He made Some that little like a uh, chair doohickey stack pyramid. Yeah. He ate that. He ate all of that. <laughs> <laughs> he scraped a plate on that one. Yes, he did. I tell you what. I, mean, I think we're in for a fucking good match with these yeah. two, though. You think? Honestly, uh, I see them starting the night off with this one. High key, me too. Spreading the two matches apart. There's two TLC matches, and they're both for the world championships. They can't have them back to back. You're right. You're right. I can see that totally happening. Um, Because, hell, he opened the show at uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, Did he open it at Clash of Champions? I don't remember. I want to say no. I don't think he did. But... Like that's just like I feel like that's just kind of a Paul Heyman thing. Like because yeah. every time I mean Brock Lesnar, he'd fucking start the night. Yeah, you know. Right, 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 did right, that right. Shit, did that shit at WrestleMania? He fucking lost, but yeah, he said if I'm not if I'm not main eventing, I'm starting this bitch. Yeah, get I'm me out of here. Hate it here. <laughs> Enjoy the projects. <laughs> Straight up. Um... I think we both agree on this one. We we both taking Roman Reigns here. Yeah, Roman Reigns is taking this one. Listen, I keep the belt on Roman Reigns until twenty twenty three, at least. At least. You see what the Rock said, right? What he said. Twenty twenty two is the earliest. Oh yes, yes, yes. I did. I did see that. 
Yeah, I did. Dude, whoop Dwayne's ass, boy. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Dude, the story that they're telling with creating the table, I'm trying to put together like a name for this group. The table isn't strong enough. Um, Cuz has been a staunch, staunch, loud advocate for putting Roman Reigns and the Usos together. He calls it the bloodline. That's kind of strong. That's kind of strong. I ain't mad. That's a good line. That's a good name right there. But for whatever he's putting together, it's still coming together. Jimmy's got to come back. They're gonna they're gonna add Naomi because they're listening to me right now, or they're gonna not add Naomi because they're listening to us right now. Um, but they got they're gonna they're gonna put this thing together. It may, listen, maybe they ain't, maybe they include the Rock's daughter. Shit. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever, right? But whatever they're doing, they're putting it together. So it's too soon to see, like, that kind of peril for the family right now. We got to establish that. We got to establish them first before we we give them something to, to fight. They're already fighting for the bloodline itself. Oh, yeah. But before we, before they need to fight for something else, he's already got the championship. He has to gain more before he loses something to get it back. So, Roman Reigns for president, 2024. I'm all for it. The head of the table. The head of the table. And I didn't even think about that name, Bloodline. That's, that's pretty fucking solid. That's a hard-ass name. They better not go with some stupid-ass name just like the tribe. Bruh, yeah, that's too easy. That's yeah. too easy. And I think, now, I mean, he's working with Paul Heyman. So I would 100%, I know Roman Reigns has his hands all over his character direction. I remember reading something maybe two months ago when this whole thing started. Apparently, Roman Reigns has some new music already that he's just waiting to hold, waiting to let go. WrestleMania. He's A. He said, waiting to let it go until the time is right. I'm ready. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard as fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard as shit, bro. Hard as fuck, man. Roman Reigns for president. That is my president. He is my tribal chief. He is the head of the table. I am rolling. Whatever, whatever turkey he carving up. <laughs> Save me a slice, homie. I am Fucking with right. it. I am with it. Uh, so we just broke down WWE two. Uh, but, but I did this again. I want to put my twos before my T's. WWE TLC twenty twenty. <laughs> what you think about it, man? How, how do you feel now? I mean, I'm excited. I, I honestly think I'm more excited for the stipulation matches and mm-hmm. who we're gonna find out. I mean, who the mystery opponent or mystery partner is? Yeah. And I mean everything. Everything looks pretty good on paper. I'll give them that. The pay-per-view really seems rather like, uh, we got to do something. But on paper, the card actually looks kind of decent. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a match you're looking to? I know you say you're looking forward to the stipulations. Is there a specific match you're looking to the most? Reigns and Owens. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I'll be honest. Storyline-wise, I'm here for anything Roman Reigns. Anything Roman Reigns. Um, but actually, match wise, 
I want to see how New Day Hurt Business looks. It'll be fun. Because they tore it down at Survivor Series. Yeah. Tore it all the way down. That um, was Yeah, that was definitely the best match of the night. Definitely. Because I think we're actually getting Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude um, on tonight's SmackDown. So I think they're doing that on tonight's SmackDown versus uh, at, at TLC. So we won't we won't see that. But in ring wise, yeah, I want to see how that goes. I'm looking forward to that match. And actually, I'm looking at everything. That's the only match we disagreed on. Yeah, was the the, the tag team title match. So this will be really interesting. See how it goes. I'm either going to close that gap or I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Um, quick wrap up. You know, we had, uh, of course, you know, AEW just happened. Kenny Omega is uh, pulling double duty, man. He uh, he defeated uh, Joey Janela in an eliminator match, but also he'll be defending the title against Ray Phoenix in a couple weeks. Uh, two weeks, I believe. But he's also uh, over on Impact. He'll be part of the big six-man tag match. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers taking on Rich Swan, who was the Impact World Champion, and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, Motor City Machine Guns. Um, first off, salute to Rich Swan. Yeah, I just seen that. Like, I haven't been watching Impact, but the way he was utilized in WWE... To the dancing black dude who can do flips, number seven. Like <laughs> compared to him being now, I again I haven't been watching Impact. There was one moment I saw where he he was doing like an injury angle with Eric Young, where he was on crutches, and I just I, I it was believable. I I believed it. You know what I mean? Um, but salute to him and where he's where he's gone, where he's how he's being portrayed, like. They're definitely building to a match here with oh, yeah. Swan and Kenny Omega, which is a salute. Champion. Which is a super salute, yeah. Um, so we're getting that match soon. Um, what's interesting to me, and I just saw this. I don't want to take this credit. I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember who said it. But uh, the tweet was, what do you think the Young Bucks think about Kenny Omega linking up with another company's Tag team champions. Probably a slap in the face. E. But it's the club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, those are his boys too, right? Those are they. They all boys too, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes, man. It's an interesting time. Interesting time. This is not, you know what? We talked about AEW having that WCW aspect to where, you know, WCW used to, you know, team with other companies. But the stories were still separate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Ultimo Dragon would come through and whatever for, you know, WCW. But, like, the stories were separate. Kenny Omega's story is intertwining with both companies. And he's handling both responsibilities, which I think is a really fresh, cool way to do this. Um, so I might have to be on the lookout for that six-man tag, see how it goes. So. It's January, it's January something. I believe it's the 6th. 
That's what I was thinking. I believe it's the six. Um, cause they're promoting, they're promoting Genesis impact Genesis as well, which is like two weeks later. Okay. So shit, man, they might have us expanding our motherfucking, uh, expanding our fucking format. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Is that too much? Is that too much? Don't, don't, don't you say that. They'll have us out here every fucking week, man. I mean, listen, we'll see. Listen, 2021 is going to be great for everyone as long as that meteor doesn't come and fuck us all up. Or the aliens. Or the aliens. Or the aliens riding in on a fucking meteor. You know what I'm saying? Um, Personally, I've got nowhere to go but up. Professionally, nowhere to go but up. Wrestling-wise... Listen, that that power shift might be coming. That power shift is real, you know. Um, as you know, before we get out of here, though, I want to say we've got the uh, NXT New Year's Evil set as well. The main event set, uh, Finn Balor taking on Kyle O'Reilly. Balor O'Reilly two. In uh, in, in first time, we saw what happened the first time. Um, that'll be in three weeks. That'll actually be no, no, no. That, so that'll be January 6th. The Impact Hard to Kill, because that's a Wednesday, so I doubt that'll be January 6th. Maybe like the 10th or so, the 9th, whenever that, that Saturday is. Uh, but yeah, we had New Year's Evil on January 6th. We'll have to talk that through, man. We might have to put a number on that one, because that's an interesting match to me. And oh, yeah. where I can see that story going, maybe. Um, that's really interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this develops. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, on on record and off, how we wanna how we want that to go. Um, but yeah, man, twenty twenty one was looking strong. Um, next week, of course, we'll be back with the breakdown of TLC, and then the week after that is the Q and A special. Finally, the, the, yeah, finally, we've been talking about this since like September. <laughs> They've been, uh, yeah, we've been, we were making a rock. So we'll, we're, we're definitely going to open up the social mediums to uh, let you, you know, get a little access to it, ask us whatever questions that you have. Speaking of the social medias, Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, my guy. Got it, dog. <clears throat> Y'all can fucking find me on both Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore M A A F H U C K A. Then y'all can also fucking find me on Snapchat at MoffedUp316 M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P-316. Check it out, y'all. No doubt. Hit me on Twitter and the Instagrams at JuviDesayuno. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter and the Instagrams at the hard camera who would have thunk it live coverage live witticisms whatnot heretofore things of that nature and a little bit of etc definitely lock in with us during tlc we'll be giving that to you live but above all else most importantly i get well you know depending on how you look at it you listen to us on a variety of different platforms some listen on spotify some listen on anchor some listening on Google Podcasts, some listening on Breaker. But wherever you're listening, you're telling the people you love who are going to tell the people they like and they'll come back around to you as if you didn't see that meme yesterday. Good content, great content, 
heartwarming content. Content that is looking forward to one hell of a 2021. Content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. This has been another episode of the Hard Camera, episode 96. I am your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just under your visual, sitting here, as always, with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are the insiders. Until next time, uh, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.